Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. The coronavirus isn't just inside us, it's also out in the environment. But today on Parse Rebellion, we'll explain why, believe it or not, that's actually good news. Hello, and welcome back once again to Parse Per Billion, the environmental podcast from Bloomberg Law. I'm your host, David Schultz. There have been a lot of big stories that have come out of the pandemic crisis, but one of the biggest has to be the issue of testing. We here in the U.S. are nearly three months into this thing, and it seems like we still haven't totally figured out how to effectively test everyone who needs to be tested. Even figuring out who needs to be tested is still an issue. But maybe that's because we're thinking about this too narrowly. What if, instead of testing people, we tested other things? I think you see where I'm going with this. The coronavirus exists out in the environment, in water, soil, even air. What if we could develop methods to do environmental testing that could give scientists a huge level of insight into where the virus is now and where it may be heading? And, according to reporting from Sylvia Carrigan, scientists are asking the EPA to get on this issue and develop a standard method to do environmental testing of coronavirus. And Sylvia joins us today. Sylvia, hello. Hi, David. So obviously, when we're talking about the coronavirus, there's a ton that we don't know. So that's going to be a big caveat for this whole episode. But is it possible to test for the presence of coronavirus in the environment? Can you actually like take an air sample and find out how much coronavirus is in the air, say? So eventually we will be able to. <laughs> Generally, uh, when I think about the environment, I think about like forests and streams and lakes, but EPA also regulates parts of the built environment, like indoor air and sewage, where it's more likely for this virus to be found. So there's already been some research done on things like aerosols, like what happens when you sneeze and the droplets go out into the air. Gross. Um, but yeah, but uh, EPA's science advisors are pushing the agency to test things like indoor air and whether it can spread through an air conditioning system or a heating system. So that'll be good to know, like, for example, when we reopen schools, workplaces, um, are we able to test for that? Yeah, that's such an overlooked area of work that EPA does. I feel like the office that, that covers indoor air is such, uh, you know, gets you know such short shrift but they they do a lot of really cool stuff like with they do radon and um you know uh, i think they also handle legionnaires disease and things where there's environmental pollutants in buildings in the, the built environment and so that's it sounds like that's where they're really focused right now that's true and like you mentioned legionnaires disease there is some precedent for epa testing for viruses like for example they worked on some of the anthrax issues that we had years ago 
So um, there's sort of a, a baseline there for them to work from, but they haven't had to work with this kind of virus yet. So we're talking about testing for the coronavirus in buildings, uh, in, in offices, which, you know, I'm all for since I uh, live in a building and work in an office, or I used to at least. Um, but let's talk about sewage. That's something that I think people have been talking about. Like, is it possible to do uh, sampling at water treatment plants and find out like where the coronavirus is depending on what people are flushing down their toilets? Is that a real thing? Is that something that is um, even possible? Or and, and what is the EPA's involvement in that? Um, EPA is working on it. Um, they haven't figured it out yet. They're working on a test that can find the virus in untreated sewage. So whatever's just coming uh, from your toilet out into the sewer system. Um, the EPA is hoping it, that kind of test could be used to determine the spread of the virus through a specific population over time. So um, if they're able to effectively track that, that could essentially act as an early warning system to determine if the number of cases is trending up, for example. Yeah, that would be amazing. But like, I just have to admit, it's so hard because there's so much stuff that goes into toilets. Like, yes, you know what I mean? that's it's, true. Uh, it's also stormwater. It's also, you know, runoff from, uh, you know, farms or streets. And so it's like there's just so much stuff in there that it would seem like it would be hard to, to isolate the coronavirus and test it. But it right. sounds like they're working on it. They are working on it. That's true. Well, that's good. Um, but it sounds like the EPA is working on a lot of stuff. And so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to be talking about the EPA's priorities here and whether they are shifting uh, to focus on the coronavirus or whether they have a lot of other stuff they need to be uh, keeping an eye on. So uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. You need a company with extensive experience in specialized insurance. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and helping provide coverage that suits your needs. The Hartford offers insurance solutions that help mid to large sized businesses like yours effectively manage risk from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. With extensive experience in underwriting, risk engineering services, and claims, the Hartford goes beyond the expected to deliver innovative, customizable solutions and service that your industry, that your business demands. At the Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how the Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. All right, we're back, and we're here with Sylvia Kerrigan, and we're talking about how the EPA can make it easier to detect the coronavirus in the environment. So what exactly is the EPA doing? You mentioned they're working on it. They're working on uh, ways to detect coronavirus in buildings uh, and uh, in offices and maybe even in sewage. What exactly are they doing? So... 
They're working on a variety of things, including those tests that we mentioned. They're also looking at potential long-term disinfectants. So if you uh, touch a surface, there will still be some disinfectant there that is effective. So we're not talking about just like bleach, like stuff that lasts a lot longer than that. Right. So especially in systems like uh, New York City subway or the DC Metro, if they want to have trains that can run all day and still be safe for people to use, um, they're going to need something that works a little bit longer than a couple hours. They're going to need something that probably works like at least all day. So that's one of the places where the EPA is stepping in. But the EPA science advisors think the best way for EPA to contribute is to create these environmental sampling protocols or best practices that anyone around the country can use. Maybe it's a CDC that wants to use them. Maybe it's the Department of Defense. Maybe it's a university lab. Um, So by creating this standard um, way of testing, um, they're sort of evening out the playing field for everybody. Right. And we should actually say that the the science advisors here are a group of independent scientists that the EPA has assembled to sort of guide its work in certain areas. So it sounds like they're saying like, yeah, disinfectants, you know, that's important. But really what what you need to be working on is is coming up with this this, uh, sampling protocol. Right. I'm a little surprised that the CDC or the NIH aren't working on this. Why is this an EPA issue? Well, the CDC is working with uh, the EPA to some extent, but certainly there's a lot of players here. Like there's companies that run um, labs like Eurofins, and they're already able to sample services like countertops and keyboards for coronavirus. Um, The EPA has its own, or the Army has its own infectious disease research So the EPA is going to have to work with a lot of different agencies to make sure that they're not duplicating and that they're able to share, you know, what they learn and learn from other agencies, too. So in other words, it sounds like the the science advisors want them to, like, take point on this, like just, you know, not to have like a federal agency alphabet soup that where everyone's duplicating each other's work. Like when it comes to environmental testing, the EPA should be the lead agency on that. That's right. The advisors think that that's really the EPA's strong suit and that's where they can contribute the most to uh, the pandemic. Well, finally, I also wanted to talk to you about the other things that the EPA is doing, because in addition to, you know, maybe potentially coming up with environmental tests, they're just struggling to do their sort of regular everyday work. Like we've talked about in the past that they've cut back on enforcement. Um, You know, maybe they've resumed some of that now that social distancing orders have been lifted. But uh, permit writing is difficult now, just given staffing issues. How much of the EPA's work now during the pandemic is you know, contributing to solving this crisis versus how much of it is just, you know, keeping the lights on Mm -hmm. and doing the sort of environmental uh, protection that you think of when you think of the EPA? Sure. So EPA's coronavirus work has mostly been limited to the research and development office. Um, Some of the other offices are somewhat working with them on this, but it sounds like it's mostly going to be limited to um, the research um, because, I mean, like you say, the, the agency still has a lot of rules to enforce. They have regulations to finalize. There's so many other things that they're also working on um, that the coronavirus is going to be a relatively small part of its time and resources. All right. Well, that's it for today's episode of Parts Per Billion. If you want more environmental news, check out our website, news.bloombergenvironment.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergenvironment.com. Today's episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself, along with Josh Block and Marissa Horn. Parts Per Billion was created by Jessica Coombs and Rachel Daigle. 
The music for today's episode is A Message by Jazar and Pelican by Ulf Meyer. They were used under a Creative Commons license. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Laura Carlson, and I'm dropping into your feed to tell you about Prognosis, a new daily show from Bloomberg. Monday through Friday, we'll spend a few minutes with you every afternoon to help you understand life in the time of COVID-19. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. So come back every afternoon for our coverage and stay safe. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.